welcome to the Burning Eye podcast. It is the autumn. I am so excited. This is the time of year where I get all of my energy. Um, so I'm very, very excited today to be joined um, by our latest Burning Eye poet, the wonderful Cynthia Rodriguez. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not bad. Um, as I said, I'm really enjoying the turning of the leaves at the moment. Yes, that's beautiful. It's so nice, yeah. isn't it? Really, really good. Um, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that gets all my energy from the from the autumn and the winter rather than the other way around. So I'm kind of looking forward to it not being summer anymore. <laughs> yeah, like without the extreme heat. And yeah, I've been I've been getting a few jumpers lately. I'm yeah. very excited about jumper time. Yeah, jumper time is best. How have you been anyway? It's been um, it's been a week. Yeah, well, just very, very excited about the book. Um, just feeling like uh, it's it's like a relief to have it out in the world. Yeah. And it's like like I was like saying that they tell you to have like like that you should have a son, a book, and, and a tree. And I have a cat, a book, and a few cactuses and plants. That is superb. <laughs> really good. <laughs> That's like a DIY punk version of that. Yeah. Isn't it? yeah. Yes. <laughs> Cats, cactus, and a book. Yes. Amazing. How are you feeling about the book? Like it's here. It's, it feels like it's been quite a long journey for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like it's. Like, I've been working on it. Well, technically, I've been work. I've been working on it for a year and a half or so, like since sending the proposal and getting accepted and then working on the manuscript and the art and then all the things happening in between. But also, but it's, but I feel it's kind of been gestate, gestating since 2015, if not earlier, because mm. like I started doing poetry like spoken word like on stage on 2015 at find the right words like jess green's open mic night yeah, and, yeah i think actually like, that's the first time i saw you perform yes yes yeah. that's that's like the mothership <laughs> yeah yeah nice i find the right words is great they've really nurtured a lot of really great people in that midlands cluster area there um, and yeah, like I say, I remember seeing you perform there, like the first time that I saw you perform. I think I was doing one of the headline slots. Yeah. And I, I just, it was such a memorable thing for me. And like I've said on other podcasts and um, when I talk about, you know, who I look for when I publish poetry, it's people that like their first, the first time I see them, it sticks with me. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to follow that person. I remember you and I having a chat afterwards. Um, and then like finding out that you were like a really big Sleater Kinney fan um, yes. <laughs> and that you love DIY punk and I was like oh my god this is this is meant to be I meant to like meet you and like that was great to know that you were like involved in like the local DIY scene there and that there was potential for us to like cross paths in other ways and also it was really exciting because for a long time kind of the only really DIY punks at our level was sort of me and Henry and I was like is it just us? Um, oh, and now there's loads it's really great and I was really glad to have found you um 
collective to be like, yes, we're not alone. Yes, there are more punk poets. More punk poets, yes. yes. So, like, I, I feel weird asking this question because I usually get asked this question. But what's, what's it like for you to perform at punk shows? Like, how, what's your experience? Oh, I, I love it. Like, it's like, because I really like the music and the ethos. Mm. I feel a lot more relaxed than when, when I perform in like posh places. Like I, I, I do, I do like, like the very solemn, well, I, I, I like performing basically anywhere, but the punk feels a lot more relieved. Mm. Like, I feel I can, I can do more like jokes on stage and it's like very multi, like there's more possibilities for multidisciplinary collaboration as well. Yeah. Like uh, there was this open, there was this evening night called Anarchy in Leicester. That was basically like, you could do anything. Like you, you had this guy um, doing like, most of the time he was doing like, light projections with watercolor and stuff oh, wow. and it was very beautiful and he was doing the, the things live while we would like collaborate with other people like there's this guy Dave Donner that uh, he's kind of like we kind of started doing things together like him playing the cello and stuff and I would be like saying yeah. the poetry and just I ended up, I had, I had a band for a bit and we did things as a band with some of the poetry as lyrics. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a very exciting thing. Like just seeing how much art you can contain in one place, in one perform, in one performance, like seeing you, you sometimes like improvising. It's, it's really fun. Like even if you have like people dancing or, whatever yeah. it's, it's much exciting. it's definitely a much more dynamic space in terms of audience like you go like you compare poetry night to like you, you can compare like the most liberal of poetry nights to a punk night and like mm. there's still such a, a uniformed way of behaving at a poetry night yeah you know, in terms of the structure of it like when you clap when when you click if you click if that's a thing that, that kind of thing and that a punk show is like anything goes like it's yeah. um it's really exciting and like I've always said as well that it gives you a backbone in terms of like performing to a crowd of people and a lot of them are talking amongst themselves um and sometimes it's difficult to hear your own voice but it it it, it all adds to the practice doesn't it of the regime. yeah I, I learned to start like roasting them roasting those people who like speak <laughs> over and like get close to them and be like I'm waiting for these people to finish or like waiting for people to leave like yeah. if they're leaving and it's like okay bye I like, definitely do that of, as well <laughs> yeah kind of feels a bit like mixing a bit with stand-up comedy yeah uh, I really like that yeah yeah, yeah. that's really nice yeah, I definitely do that too. I've definitely singled out people before and been like, are you finished? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll wait like... for you. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so well... like, I guess you've been practicing a lot of the stuff that is in the book at punk shows and at poetry performances and, and all sorts of stuff. Yes. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the things are, a lot of the things, like there are a couple of poems that are like, well, I don't know if they're like originally songs, 
but right. then they became poems or poems that became songs and they have a bit of singy bits like singy cadence like i wrote them thinking about music yeah and also like a lot of the poems are very old and have changed through the years like i think the the one on the website the one that we filmed for the yeah i noticed the difference because i was trying to transcribe the caption from the book version and i was like oh this is very different now it was really interesting to see the difference of it and stuff but i think that was the same with a lot of people's videos from that time you know those were like earlier versions and stuff and obviously you worked with jess green as a mentor on the book how was that how was working with jess Oh, she was really helpful. It was very grounding. It was uh, very like surgical, like kind almost like surgical, like looking at every poem, like line by line and being like, is the line really necessary? Or things like with English being my second language, uh, things like I would ask, like most of the corrections were like, oh, is this in, on, or at? Mm. Which is like my big bogey. <laughs> my big my big uh my weak point just not knowing which adverb to use and it was like a bit like oh yeah it's this one and it's like oh cool things like like that and just it just helped to make things a lot uh sharper yeah but keeping the pong like that poem size of a pencil for instance like ended up being like two poems in one and I just like cut it in half basically or well, I basically did um it's about a sur- the, the poem is about surgery and I ended up doing a, a surgery on the surgery poem <laughs> <laughs> it was very meta <laughs> nice yeah that's that's really cool and Jess is really good at um um that kind of editing as well in terms of being able to see the best in it and be like there it is that's what you that's what you know cutting all the excess off and being like that's that's the core of it that's what yeah definitely and she also gave like advice on like how to like work with a producer because like early in the year we were still thinking of oh we want to release it on tour (laughs) Mm, uh, (laughs) and take it to edinburgh and get funding from arts council (laughs) and she put me like in contact with like her agent her producer like wow like the marketing people who used to work with the spice girls and i was like ah! <laughs> excited and and she was a lovely 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 and things like uh how to perform on stage mm. like how, and, and even like more practical stuff like uh joining a guild joining a union which i still need to do like yeah i also need to do this my friends yeah. keep pestering me about doing this yeah um, that sounds great and also that's a very jest thing to do as well to like encourage people to join a union yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah just keeping it left wing and keeping it left wing yeah yeah just unionize yeah. yeah so you're um are you still living in leicester yes yes i am What's the, um, apart from obviously doing Find the Right Words, like what's the scene like in the area? I like to ask people that we publish that are outside of London 
um about their local scene and, and what it's like oh it's bubbling well as, as bubbling as you can be at the moment but yeah. uh it is like there's there are a lot of open mic nights um there's a lot of like room to practice and fail well not really fail because it's just like an exercise like just trying things um I haven't really seen anyone like roast someone like no I haven't seen anyone like boo someone off stage even if they're shit like we're just (laughs) like (laughs) like on the side or if they do like there's a there's a lot of like also conscience conscience growing a bit like right yeah let's find the yeah consciousness like with find the right words and war like a few things don't like like there's a lot more like it feels safer and yeah. it's also like you like you can you have less perps than before like yeah like I think they like and you have a lot more like younger people I start I, I noticed on the last uh open mics like the physical ones and you had more people of color which like when I started, I think I, wa- I was like the brownest person in the room. Yeah. Most of the times. And then you started, except for like a couple of people like Shruti Shoan, who is like also, yeah, no, also from Burning Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. now it's a lot more diverse. And it's like, record, it's like being aware that it's been di- this diverse before, but it hasn't but now it's it's coming together yeah that sounds Uh, great it is really it's disheartening almost isn't it because you think oh i've just started building all of this this scene and stuff and kind of making some roots making some changes and then the obviously lockdown happened and like it's been it's been a year you know we've got two books left to publish Mm. um, and we've done all of this in lockdown and we are a press that publishes performance poets so it's been um, a really interesting sort of year but I know that you have done a couple or you did um a live recording yes it was that was for find the right words so Jess has been really on it this year with doing loads of yeah for the local scene what was it like doing a live recording like that uh it is it, it did take me a while to like get myself like uh pumped to do it like more excited to do it because it's like oh oh well there's no report there's like things like uh the difference between like the open mic in person and the open mic like with pre-recordings is like you don't know what anyone said beforehand Mm. so you can be like oh this point reminds me of someone so who said this earlier yeah or like or or just like congratulate them right there congratulate other people um yeah yeah there's there's less report but it's still it's still a little it's still very it's fascinating to hear like the results afterwards and something i've really liked is that people from all over the world can participate now and it's not just like if you can make it to the night yeah and people, even people from within Leicester who are usually like disabled 
yeah and, and who can't go upstairs yeah or who can only come like every now and then and it's like spending a lot of spoons on that and giving giving it all and then having to rest for ages it's it's a lot more accessible it's that that's something i really like and i i wish that could continue once open mic nights come back to life like maybe like streaming them recording and releasing the podcast afterwards yeah. i think a few years ago jess was doing that right recording live events yeah okay yeah it does make sense and i think like it's sort of um sort of weird and ableist that none of us have bothered to do it before <laughs> yeah but now i think we we can all really see the benefit of it um mm -hmm. yeah i've spoken to like a lot of people on this podcast about the, the fact that everything's become much more accessible for people with disabilities um access issues um people with mental health disorders that kind of thing that can now feel comfortable and safe to attend an event Mm -hmm. which is which is really nice you know a positive out of all of the the crap that's happening right now <laughs> yeah so let's um let's go back to um talking about the the book a little bit more and like i know that you you decided to put your uh book in second i'm really fascinated by people mm -hmm. um especially with first collections like the way in which people choose to lay out the books um, and obviously one of the one of the ways you could do that is through doing um, headed sections of the book, which is what you've done. Um, mm -hmm. What was the inspiration for all of the titles for the for the um, the sections in the book? Well, it was mostly like all the ways, all the like it was it's semi autobiographical, but not quite because it, it, it like because I know there are more people who are going through similar experiences mm. and similar like I've, I've noticed that it's generally particularly people of our generation who are like expected to be like okay you're in your 30s now you're in your 20s now um you should have everything sorted and you're foreign but whatever you're like you if you're foreign you can be like assimilated if you're queer the same well it's mostly like those expectations of like having like a very good body according to like standards of beauty or whatever. Yeah. Um, like not being too crazy. And if you are, and if you have like certain like mental conditions, at least be a genius. Yeah. Like be functioning, like expecting you to be like highly functional, expecting you to be an adult that fulfills expectations like expectations there it's like there i'm just saying that and so it's just like a spreadsheet basically of like all the parameters that are put on people that to make us feel that we are in a state of current like that we're not finished and it's true no one is no one is a finished person we're, we're always evolving but in here like things like the outstanding migrant, the successful queer, the child prodigy, the perfect body, the beautiful mind, and the poems are about the people who do not fulfill this these ideals and how like how they are still whole people even in a state of liminality. Yeah. Like in a state where you don't know what comes next. 
but you're just getting ready for it. Quite oddly enough, what we're experiencing at the moment worldwide. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And like the um, the illustrations. So if you've got a copy of the book, if you're listening to this, and you've got a copy of the book. You can open it up and find um, some beautiful collage illustrations in there. Um, oh. And you did them yourself, yeah? Yes, yes, I did. I did the art. I did the artwork on the inside, and I made the cover as well. Amazing. So that's again that that interdisciplinary you know taken from the the punk stage into the into the publication of the book yeah I really like it mm -hmm. how did you like in are they like um things that you set out to do or were they things that you already were working on or had existed um there are things that I, I set out to do like at first I was like I had like a very simple uh computer generated idea like I told like Clive like oh just do this but uh, but it just didn't feel very me mm. and also with Clive having COVID and me being like oh no I don't want to I, I don't want to like be a nuisance so I guess I'll, I'll do it myself and I did it myself and it ended up being this baroque explosion of things and I, I've been I have like a Bachelor of Arts Right. from like uni in Monterrey in my hometown yeah and this is kind of more like my mixed media uh visual art stuff uh I haven't been as constant as like doing it as as with the poetry like I just go through phases but I was like yeah I think I'm gonna like convey all the all the things that I kind of can do and just made it physical like it's mostly their scans yeah uh, very like DIY final, yeah I'm, I'm I have I have like the the physical artwork at home um it's mostly like cuttings uh from like newspapers or printouts um wrapping paper like that comes in like different colors mm. and textures and just playing around adding some writings from the handwriting from the poems to kind of uh some like a summary of every section a kind yeah. of like visual summary and the cover is like a visual summary of the whole book uh, yeah yeah and i was a bit cheeky and i used the colors from the mexican flag but it's i still... love it i think <laughs> It's so like I I love the fact that our books our, our book covers are all different. Um, yes. Yours are like we've had some particularly great colourful colours this year, um, but I think yours definitely takes the biscuit. It's oh so, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so vibrant and like you can't miss it. Um, yeah. And it's really bold, which I think really resonates with the poetry that's inside of the book as well. I think people are going to oh, look thanks. at it and be like, yes okay that's a cover and then open the book and then read some of the poems and be like yeah maybe this is great this is going to be a bit we have a head fuck I'm into this let's do this <laughs> yes yes that was that was definitely the idea like just like just exploding yeah. and, and it, it, it gives again to what you were saying about the poems being manipulations of images of, of um you know um social images that we have and like 
the idea of people and labels and, and that manipulation of it as well. Cause that's, you know, that's what collage is. I've been doing loads yes. of collage. I love collage. It's great. It's yeah. Really same. Yeah. That must be our DIY punk roots coming through there a little bit. Yes. <laughs> like scene making. Yeah. Cause I've, I've done, I've done a few scenes in the past. Like I started making scenes like, 10 years ago like I made a couple of scenes in Spanish Um, I think scenes are great I really encourage people that are like being like oh how should I get published and I'm like if you're really new you should definitely do a zine yes definitely I just think it really like helps you to visualize the order of your poems the themes that you're doing and also how to put together a sort of collection so that when you do eventually get to a publishing level and you get to put a book together you kind of have an idea about how it's going to go and what what's required yes definitely yeah and you and you can like experiment like between scenes like go for different like techniques and softwares and see what you like the most and yeah make your own art and yeah so fun and like pick you know you'll be there for days looking at defonts.com yes oh <laughs> I love fonts, downloading them and stuff. I know, fonts, my computer is riddled with fonts now. It's <laughs> terrible, really bad. Um, so let's talk about your book launch that you did for us. Um, so um, uh, last, uh, was it last Thursday now? Yes, yes. I'm losing all the days in the week. So last Thursday, Cynthia, you did um, an Instagram live book launch for us on Burning Eye accounts. Um, lots of people have, have um, done this option. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like the Instagram launches because I think they're very low maintenance um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you can just give someone a login. They can just spend the hour kind of doing what they want to (laughs) do, you know, that kind of thing. And I think it's like lots of people have enjoyed doing it because they still get that interaction in terms of the feed coming up and stuff like that. So how was, how was your book launch for you? It was, it was fun. It was very cozy. It was like just like a takeover and it felt a bit like a chat show as well. <laughs> it was fun. Just like having like a couple of friends, one from Mexico and one from Essex, the nice. exotic land of Essex. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they read a couple they read a couple of things and we were speaking spanglish and that was really nice like in, to watch interaction wise really it felt like getting a bit more of like you feeling authentic self being able to do that on that platform as well was was it was nice to see yeah and also like it felt very like uh liver well not yeah like uh liberating it was a bit like uh like i was running late on getting ready like as as ready as you can be for a for a screen like makeup and such and i was uh, i just had to finish doing my nails and i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start it anyway and do my nails and speak to people and just Mm -hmm. take up space as as praxis and it was kind of like welcoming them into my house and being like hello there make yourself welcome i'm doing my nails and presenting a few of like items and things that were inspiring to some of the artwork in physical part like 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 the original cover that i worked with and things like 
piggy bank shaped like a red phone booth that I've had since I was tiny and was very like formative on me being like obsessed with Britain <laughs> and a lot of things and then at the end I just like showed my cat because yeah she was a bit shy but she was she was yeah. very cute very cute and it's nice isn't it to be able to be like you know because you know obviously a physical launch is very different but you don't get yeah. to show all of those yeah. really intimate things about your life at a launch really do you yeah yeah unfortunately I don't think I don't think she'd like to go to a, to no. a physical lunch she yeah. just curl yeah. up in a ball yeah maybe, maybe a house show you know so. yeah that'd be cute once we can meet people in houses yeah definitely yeah. oh I hope I hope that's not too far away yeah bring back the house show yes oh yes that's that's very very punk yeah yeah I, I do love a house show me too yeah, yeah. like when I was like 18 my like my birthday party was like I just brought a, a couple of my friends played with their bands in the house and we had like random snacks and it That's was cute. really really fun yeah we yeah. used to throw some like raging house parties in our student houses and like oh. like three stories this house was and at one point we had this ridiculous party where we had like bands playing in every room and it was like a different theme in every room. Oh, that's amazing. That's like a homemade festival. Yeah, we called it, it was called Roomtown after Boomtown. Oh, wow. That's amazing. But yes. It was, it was so much work. <laughs> it was always really, really good fun. We did it a couple of times in Bristol and in other places as well. But like true DIY spirit, um, it was great. It was really fun and that wasn't even that was like what five six years ago it, does, it doesn't wow. seem that long ago but it also seems like a total lifetime ago Very yeah. <laughs> yeah but that was that was some good stuff I would always insist on having like a poetry afternoon on the Sundays as well it was like yes. we're only having poets on Sunday afternoon um, mm -hmm. and get some of them in so it'd be cool like if we yeah so we need to bring back the house shows because that's where I did a lot of my cutting my teeth at house shows rather than poetry events and stuff like that yes that'd be so cool or even like if they're like garden shows yeah i'd love a good garden show mm, yeah nice fairy lights very nice oh yes so i was gonna ask you if you would like us like us like to read a poem from the oh, book right. for us yeah i'll go for which one should i read uh any requests <laughs> um what about something from um, the last section? Because I quite I like the last section quite a lot. Oh, the beautiful mind. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm going to read. Yeah, I think I'll read. I want to believe in myself as much as I believe in my plants. Yes, love this one. <laughs> Yes, yes, this is very cute. <laughs> I want to believe in myself as much as I believe in my plants. My housemate said, word of advice, this is the place where plants come to die. I took the warning as a challenge. Now they are on my list of plants. I have become hyper fixated on doing my best to see them thrive. I give them water, soil and sunshine by the front windows where they lie. I ask my pals proper green fingers for tips on keeping them alive. 
Could the near flat lines catch new rhythms? I give round twigs a second chance. All they need is someone who believes and speaks to them, not expecting back phrases, but maybe a few new sprouts. Who knows, might be their time to rise. Is it my time to rise, I wonder? I might need to weed out all doubts. I need some water, soil and sunshine, lie by the window, have a chat. Contrary to mainstream belief, I am as well a living being. I need somebody to believe and dedicate their space and time. That somebody needs to be me. Because while words and acts of love are sent my way, the blinds are down, the windows shut, my soil is dry. No tears can slip in through the cracks. The shit I feel could be manure if I process it well enough. I know that phrase about loving yourself before loving anybody else is a simplistic ableist myth. But if I cannot love myself for now, I can believe or make believe as much as I believe in my plans. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh, thanks. Little applause, which is um, a bit rare these days, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I love that one. That's great. Oh, thanks. That the title as well. I really love the Britney Spears. Well, I really love all of them, mate. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really glad that we got to do this book together. I'm really glad that I get to do a job where I get to go to DIY punk shows and be like you I really like your stuff that's yeah and like yeah it's been really great to work with you on this book I'm really oh, glad thanks that so much out. yeah now it's there it's in the world yeah thank you so much for believing in me <laughs> well, no like honestly it's it's my pleasure like I I love it it's so nice um uh you can get the book directly from our web store burningeye.co.uk or and we definitely recommend you going direct and getting it from is it Cynthia Rodriguez at um, .org yes .org. Cynthia Rodriguez .org or Cynthia Escrive.bigcartel.com great like, put the link yeah. at the bottom um, but basically if you want to get a signed copy of the book and to give uh, the writer more of the money then we do suggest buying direct from the artists themselves Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you if you want to join my mailing list, because like. Oh yeah, really enjoyed yeah. the last one about your launch. Actually, that was a really nice read. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll be I'll be speaking a bit more about the book, and the artwork, and like the topics and just events coming up. Like next week, is it the twenty third? Yeah, twenty third. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brit with with. with doing the Bristol Literary Festival. Yeah, the only one that replied to us this year. Oh. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to having you. And I think you and Rick and Pauline are going to make a great lineup together. Oh, yes, it's amazing. Yeah, they're really good people. Yeah, so you can get tickets and more information um, at um, bristolliteraturefestival.co.uk. Um, we'll see you then. Thanks so much for chatting to me today. It's been lovely to hear your voice again. Oh, thanks so much, Bridget. Yeah, hopefully see you eventually. <laughs> yeah, see you on the eventually. <laughs> Yay.